1: This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge. Sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation.
2: Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have some gossip for you this week about the South Island piers that was played in Blenheim, one of our youngsters didn't get up to start, Barry.
3: (laughs) Well, it's a pretty sad tale.
2: It is, but he's got his own versions of the events that happen. We're going to talk about the Baden-Wilson. Judge Julie and Kermit are on the show as per normal, and it's starting to get to the business end of the bridge season, isn't
3: it? We're only halfway, Mariana, but lots still to come.
2: I know. Well, I've got Congress coming in trying to figure out what I'm doing about Congress and everything, so oh, it's
3: getting a bit interesting.
2: And Australia tournaments are opening up and we understand people are starting to fly across. Yeah,
3: I see there's some names, Australian names down on the entry list for some of the New Zealand Congress events too, so Ooh. let's hope they can make it.
2: True. Now, we had an interesting conversation this week about the number of A points in a tournament. You asked me and he says, what do you reckon you get for this tournament? And I was like, hmm, I don't know. If you were to win in a tournament, what's the maximum number of A points? And I said... Twenty, And he was like, mm, guess again. Had no idea. So why don't you give us the goss, Barry?
3: Yeah, well, it was all a bit of a sad tale. As you know, Blair Fisher and I have a bet on Michael Weir whether he can get to 500 days for the year or not. Uh-huh. And he's currently, as at the 30th of June, the halfway mark, he's on 260. So Ooh. on target. But he's told Blair, and I thought maybe Blair's a bit gullible, and he was just telling him this porky, but... <laughs> He told me that if you win the VCC, that's in Melbourne, if you win that event, that you get 100 A's for winning it, Mariana.
2: And that's his plan because he didn't pick up any on the weekend, did he?
3: well, I wasn't happy about that. 100 A's, it shouldn't be allowed. I think, the, I, think the max, I think the maximum you can get in New Zealand is 25. It's quite different in New Zealand. Like The winners will get, say, 25 or 20 for a big event, and then second will get 19, third will get 18, and they gradually just trickle down to whatever. Yep. But in Australia, it's like 100 you get for winning, 30 for second, 20 for third, and about five for fourth. So they drop down really, really quickly, but the... People at the top of the tree get a lot more. And I guess that same thing happens in B-point tournaments in New Zealand. They just go, winners yep. get eight, second yeah, get yeah. seven, third get six, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the right way of doing it is, but definitely there's a difference between Australia and New Zealand when it comes to master points. True.
2: And is our man Mr We thinking of going across, is he?
3: Yeah, he is. And he's also going to play in the snot.
2: <laughs> I don't like that name. It's a horrible name I mean You might as well call it Boogie
3: I think it's called Something like the Sydney National Open Teams Or something I think that's Yeah what it is. something yeah. like yeah. that Spring National Open Teams Sorry Spring Spring National Open Teams And it's called Affectionately, the, it's affectionately known Affectionately known As the Snot the,
2: yeah. Where are you going oh, I'm going to go and play In that Boogers tournament Over in Australia
3: And you get 60 A points For winning it For our <gasps> overseas listeners A points are the ultimate A points are the best thing You can get in Bridge So he's going to get 100 for winning one and 60 for the other is his plan, in which case, oh, I'm afraid I'm up for five bucks.
2: Well, you know, I'm backing Mr. Weir all the way, so yeah, well, I can't wait to see those results and <laughs> get over to Australia. Mike, you just go
3: and I want to see this man squirm. So speaking of A points, we've got the latest Baden-Wilson results out for the person who's won the most A points this year.
2: So far, That says that June?
3: Yeah, well, no prizes for guessing who's leading Yep. Michael Wears on 260 that horrible number, second is Malcolm Mayer on 201 third is Jack James marooned on 184 after last weekend when he couldn't <laughs> get any fourth is his partner Jeremy Fraser Hoskin who also got none, he's on 179 and fifth at the time of this being printed was Alan Grant 165 but I know that Blair Fisher passed him with his tally at the South Island Piers. He's on 168. Wow. The and f- the woman? The females. Well, we're not allowed to call them women. Are we allowed to call them females? Of course you can. Anyway, the female, Lady Lawson. Leading is Jo Simpson from Tauranga. She's about nine clear on 124. Of Kate Davies from Wellington, who's on 115. Mindy Wu from Wellington on 111. Jane Lennon from Christchurch on 108. And in fifth is Anna Kalma. Our nice. own Anna Kornakova of the Bridge World from yep. Tiaraha on 107. And I can confidently say that I don't think anybody from Tiaraha has been in the top five on the Baden Wilson since 1996.
2: 1996. That's okay. what I reckon. Well, you chucked that year out. So who was it in 1996?
3: We just won't say. Modesty prevents me.
2: No, just go on. <laughs> you chucked it out there. Who was it?
3: I think I was the last one.
2: So you're a girl. No, no, on the...
3: On the Baden, <laughs> I nice t- h- On the Baden. Yep, on the Tiara. Okay. H- anyway, so well done to Anna. And she can work her way up that list. She's not that far from fourth. Well, she has been only, chasing. Only one from fourth and four from third. You know? Why don't we ask Ms. AK what
2: her A's to K's are? Because she has been doing a fair bit of travel.
3: <laughs> Maybe we'll get an email from her.
2: I betcha. So come on, Anna. Let us know and we shall tell the world
3: bridgezoneshuffle at Mm gmail.com in case you've forgotten. We haven't heard from you for a while, Anna.
2: (laughs) She's been too busy (laughs) travelling. She
3: definitely has. She's been playing everything that moves.
2: And here's our guest caller all the way from the winterless Wellington, where the wind
3: always blows, we have Jack James with us, and he's got a little story. Yeah, normally we'd have the winners of the South Island Pairs on, instead of that we've got somebody who didn't even make it there, Mariana.
2: <laughs> no. So good morning, Jack James. Boy, I guess you've got a
0: big story for our
2: listeners.
3: Yeah,
0: thanks, Mariana. It's not my best attempt for a tournament. I managed to miss two flights down to Glenham, which is not too impressive.
2: No, I don't think Jeremy was very happy. We understand he got to play with the tea lady.
0: Maybe her play might have been better than mine, so you never know.
3: <laughs> Actually, when you said the tea lady, I thought that was a bit harsh. The player he was playing with, the Life Master, I thought he did pretty well for a very late substitute.
2: <laughs> so come on, Jack, tell us about your story. How did the morning start?
0: Okay. The Saturday morning started with a nice wee hangover, thanks to my host, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> Rocked up uh, at the airport, and just as we're arriving, I see the plane leaving. I missed that one. I thought, oh, well, that's not the end of the world. I'll just fork out another 150 bucks, get another flight. There's one in an hour. I'd actually prepared for this. It was fine. I go and book my flight, and then I'm waiting around, and I go up to the counter at the gate, and the lady says, oh, you're not checked in. Um, Yeah, I am. I bought the flight five minutes ago. Nope, not checked in. The New Zealand app will actually let you buy a flight right up until 10 minutes before it leaves, but it won't let you check in. All of a sudden, I was there with no flight. Yeah, went outside, dropped a couple F-bombs, and then went back to the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so <how's> that? James,
2: <laughs> what a way to spend a Saturday morning.
3: <laughs> so the eight-point race was temporarily stored, although Blair made a bit of headway on you over the weekend, Jack.
0: Yeah, Blair made a bit, but, you know, I got to play the uh, Kairangi 8B, which Blair did not, so, you know,
3: <laughs> yeah. I see no problem there. I didn't actually notice that. I looked at the Kairangi 8B. I never saw your name. Oh, they didn't have the results up. How did you go in the Kairangi 8B? Got about
0: fourth or something, but
3: so fine. Who was your last-minute partner? Anne-Marie Russell. That was good of it? to fill the gap?
2: Yeah. <laughs> OK, so the A's race between yourself, Blair and Jeremy... Blair got the goods on the weekend, and so what's the plans for the future then?
0: Plans for the future, I'm going to smack the ball out of the park with the lovely Kermit this weekend, playing in uh, the Whanganui Swiss. I think after that, Jeremy and I have back-to-back 10 A's in Auckland or Whangarei or something.
2: Right.
3: I'll see you there for those ones, Jack. That'll be interesting for me to follow.
2: At the moment, Jack, you're ahead by 16 from Blair...
3: Yeah, sounds about right. He's about five ahead of Jeremy.
2: Oh, and congratulations. Barry's got the latest spreadsheet. He's got some news
0: for you.
3: I see you're lying third on the uh, current Baden-Wilson, Jack. And those top two got no A's on the weekend either, Michael Weir and Malcolm Mayer.
0: Obviously, it must be a sign of strong play if you don't get any A points in the South Island (laughs) Piers.
3: None of the top five on the Baden-Wilson got a single A point over the weekend. Wow. (laughs) So that's Michael Weir, Malcolm Mayer, Jack James, Jeremy Fraser-Hoskin, and Alan Grant. I don't know what that proves, Jack, but it must prove something. Maybe they're not too good on catching flights.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great. Our listeners are following your three little competition. It's really good. It gives us something to talk about every time we walk into a room at Bridge. It's like, how are those boys going? Oh, look. When I went to the Thames um, Waikato area peers, it's like, how are those boys going? Well, you you wait till you hear the show. <laughs> Barry was just, oh, he was beside himself with the gossip that he had. He goes, you really want to hear this? And I was like, oh, I wonder
0: what's up.
3: Drama before a card had been played.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Anyway, at least you got a few B points, Jack. They're not going to count. Yeah,
0: they don't count for the A point, race.
3: Oh, well. <laughs> no. well.
2: Anyway, that's all good.
3: Hey, look, thanks for coming on and telling the sad story. And good luck for the Swiss pairs with Kermit. Thank you very much.
2: Okay. Bye. Hey, we have had a few emails at the Bridge Zone Shuffle. That rule of two clubs, rule of 29, it's causing a bit of grief. I feel a bit funny asking people about it, so I don't. Did you see that hand on the New Zealand Bridge website? This is not a hand that you open two clubs. doesn't fit it, but someone will.
3: Trouble is, of course, that it's not really in the rules. The rule of 29 is just a convenient way of working it out. Mm. That's all. And people are looking, where is this rule of 29? Well, of course, it doesn't exist. It's not actually on in the rule. It's mm. just an easy way to work out whether you can open two clubs or not. Anyway, I still want to announce the winners of the South Island Pairs, seeing as we've talked all about it. Yeah, sure. So Tom Jacob and Brian Mace. Nice. Bit of a blast from the past. These guys and played for quite a few years and they're back in the senior team and they're back winning the South Island Pairs. So maybe they're the next big thing. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond.
1: What's this? It's
3: Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit.
1: Good morning to you, Barry. And I'd like to make a very special good morning to Miriam and B who listen to us In Scotland. Wow! Good morning (laughs) over there, lassies. (laughs) Yeah, and to all those non Kiwis that are listening, a very warm welcome to you as well.
3: I wonder how many of them there are. We'd love to hear from them.
1: Oh, wouldn't it be great? Yeah, I was chuffed when I was talking to these two, and they said they really enjoyed listening to the show, so that was great. Awesome.
3: <laughs> That's really good. Okay, what sort of a tip have you got for us this week? Is it a Scottish one?
1: <laughs> I'm going to avoid that altogether and just say this was just a tip for bridge players.
2: <laughs> good on you. <laughs>
1: My bridge tip for this week is about tricks. Four or five in the play of the hand, everybody regroup. So when we play the hand and Dummy Goes Down, we all know, we've talked about on the show about how you make a plan at trick one and you gather all your information and the players is making a plan and the defenders are gathering their information. But of course, it's only trick one. So you don't know all about the hand. I tend to find that a couple of tricks are played and then there's a point in the hand where you need to regroup and just gather together all that information that you know again because it happens between about trick four and trick six, you've got a whole lot more information that you need to process. So take the time to process that information. Don't be sort of embarrassed or fearful if that's the emotion or lazy. I don't know if lazy's an emotion, but it <laughs> 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 could be. <laughs> just take that time to just rethink about what you've learned. Now I'm a big advocate of not squandering time on other things, and also being considerate to all players at the table. But thinking's an important part of the game, and that is a critical time.
3: So between tricks four and six, let's call it trick five.
1: <laughs> it varies on the head. You know, I find as defender, you know, some stuff happens and then I win a trick and then I really need to think a lot's happened and I need to process that information.
3: So we made our plan at trick one. At trick five ish, we should say, How's that plan going? Is that what you said?
1: Something like that. (laughs) What the hell's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) What do we know? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Okay, it might have changed. Maybe partner hasn't shown up with what you thought they might have at trick one. Or what you'd assumed yeah, it, they might have.
1: Yeah, or it might go, hang on a minute, the has shown up with two aces and a king, and they opened a 12 to 14 no trump. There's a big clue on where the ace of hearts is. Just yep. like that. A regroup.
3: Regroup at trick five is this week's tip. Ish.
1: Well, no, Ish. no I that's not what I said. I said <laughs> somewhere between <laughs> trick four and trick six. Your could listening
3: be. ears on Barry. I said ish. Yeah, yeah I said five ish. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm outnumbered two to one.
1: See, the thing is, I don't want to be sued by a listener when they rethought at trick five. <laughs> and they should have actually, at trick four. No, and you could really just made it say support.
2: I'll pass that on to Barry Jones.
3: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so if, they, if they're a trick late, <laughs> it could have yeah. been my fault. Okay.
1: Yeah, that could come up in the post mortem. Barry Jones said it wasn't to think until trick five. <laughs>
3: I I'll, I'll, I'm going to give up till next week. <laughs> <laughs> Very wise. Thank you, Kermit. <laughs> and see
1: you in Scotland.
3: Wouldn't we love to make it over there and play bridge? Maybe <laughs> one day.
2: There's a plan. Thank you, Pam. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. And we've got an update for you for the Waikato... What's that called?
3: The Waikato Bays Championship Leagues. There are three of them.
2: Restricted, open. Intermediate and junior, those ones. That's four. No, restricted open. <laughs>
3: that's, that's true. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Who's winning? So in the junior league, so it's pretty tight. Well, it couldn't be any tighter. First equal, Helen Smith and Karen Mace from Tiamudi. Mm-hmm. They've obviously been playing together. Yep. And they're both on 18 points. Bit of a gap back to third, Stephen Weir from Hamilton on 11. Nice. The intermediate section of the Wakata-based Championship League is being led by Jan Goyenge of Tauranga on 12, hotly pursued by Geraldine Maddox from Thames and Sabrina Peters from Thames, both on 11, and Janice Simpson, just one behind, on 10. And who's done the restricted open? You'll think that I'm repeating myself. Jan Goyenge, intermediate player. She's in front on the restricted as well. She's one ahead of Peter Daffin from Te Araha. Who's second? And there's only one back. Then there's a three way tie for third. Tim Richter from Tiaraha, Judith Howard, and Joy Williams, both from Matamata. Plenty to play for, particularly in that restricted one, which is really, really close. I don't know whether the junior one's going to get <laughs> what's going to happen there um, with the two partners. If they keep on playing together, I guess it's going to be tied.
2: I think the Tiawamudi girls took out the Hamilton juniors.
3: There was Helen and Karen. Yep,
2: I'm pretty sure they did that.
3: Okay, and obviously the intermediate one couldn't be any tighter with 12, 11, 11, 10.
2: That's good. And the next session's at Mount Monganui. They've also got a novice section for the afternoon session as well. So any novices out there, you want to have a little dabble in the tournament world? There's a novice event happening at Mount Monganui. It's sometime this month.
3: Speaking of novices, you think any of your juniors will go along to that novice section?
2: I don't know. I'm going to let them know tonight. But guess what? We have invited the Morrinsville novices that maybe we might have a little Sunday school with the Hamilton Tuesday night, Hamilton Friday, and Morrinsville novices to come along and have a Sunday school session of bridge. and just You know what find that means, what like. though, don't you? What's that?
3: You're going to have to bake.
2: I don't mind baking.
3: I think it's a great idea for beginners from different clubs to get together if you can. Anybody who's doing it, let us know. All around the country or even if you're in Scotland, particularly if you're in Scotland, let us know. How are you trying to encourage your juniors to meet up with other juniors?
2: That's right. I would like to think that some of the novices would be keen enough to go across to the Congress novice because we need to get numbers in it. And once they go, because I remember myself as a junior... I went to Congress, can't remember what year
3: it was. I went. 1874. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: 1605. <laughs> and I went there because the top club. And we were in the junior section. We thought, oh, well, we're going up there. We might as well go and have a little play. Loved it. Got an envelope on my very first year. How about that?
3: What was that for? And
2: we came runner up in the junior teams.
3: Oh, that was great. Yeah, it was good. And you were hooked.
2: It was. It was great. I couldn't get enough.
3: So we have got that novice section at this year's congress. It I'd will love be to good. see more people there, and you know, hopefully we'll get more Totoronga and Mount Monganui players. Obviously, mm. maybe Tipuki. Anybody else from that sort of region? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Maybe I'll do a brochure, and we'll we'll get a date. And we'll just do it. And I, I think, you know, it should be something like Gold Coin if they're all coming in. They don't really need to pay table money. I'm quite happy to set stuff up. But anyway. Which what, was have... that for? This is for the, oh, one, for on the Sunday. Sunday school. This for the, I
3: was going to say, yeah. I don't think you'd better give away free entry to Congress, Mariana. no. no
2: <laughs> you, you
3: will no. be in huge trouble with Richard Solomon. He'll be down here with a gun.
2: <laughs> coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help?
3: Judge Julie presiding. <laughs> question one two questions this week julie and one of them's a two-part one the first one is our friend jack james missed his flight to the south island piers this week and we're just wondering of course his partner had to get a sub and he got a pretty good sub by the sound of it she was a life master what's the story again with subs julie when somebody doesn't turn on i guess it happens on a club night as well whether it's for the whole event or whether it's for just part of the event
4: Okay. well, I have Patrick very kindly printed me out the section of the manual that applies for New Zealand Bridge for our tournaments. For club sessions, that is what the committee has got in the rules for the club. So how many substitutions are allowed in an event, whether you're allowed a substitute and what the circumstances are should be defined by the club rules for the running of the events. I know with Auckland, you can have one substitution in nearly all of their events, and you get the director's permission, you tell the director that this person's going to be a sub, and if the director considers that it improves the partnership too much, so it's an unfair substitution, then they won't allow that it counts. So there's different things about what you do. The club rules should allow you to determine. You don't want people on the last night of the event or in the final parts of events being able to bring in a ringer or bring in somebody who's really an international player, for example, to come in and help somebody win the event. There are rules around the end of the event, how they're enforced earlier, sort of up to the club and the director on what they want to happen.
3: I was thinking more of if somebody's unavoidably detained at the very last minute. There's the director trying to run an event and somebody hasn't turned up and ugh, yeah. he must get No, you
4: find people like the tea lady. It's happens quite frequently when people have arrived late and more often with tournaments than club, but it certainly can help hand at club level. But if someone gets called away and you get somebody in, all the things you can do to help things proceed smoothly and allow people to be able to play. Yep. The New Zealand Bridge Substitution Rules are a bit stricter because clearly there's some areas that they need to be. They allow for substitutions and events. The director is authorised to make any substitute, provided that it's about the equivalent or a lower standard, not a higher standard. That the substitute qualifies for the event. If you're running something like an intermediate or same-sex peers or mixed, you know, all of those things where we have different requirements, junior, intermediate, that the substitution is allowed to play. Mm -hmm. You can allow someone that doesn't qualify, but if you do that to run the event, their scores, they won't qualify for prizes or anything else. So I'm not too sure exactly what circumstance you wouldn't have a phantom. The rules cover most situations. You can't have a substitute after the qualifying stage of a tournament. You have to play with the same partner. And various other bits and pieces substitution shall be permitted only for cause such as illness or personal emergency. Not for convenience. But we you can have someone that is substituting for an insignificant number of boards so that the event can start on time and that play can proceed normally without too much difficulty.
3: For instance, say our ladies' day tournament in Hamilton and there were no ladies available and somebody it, I <laughs> well, mean May- you know, <laughs> yeah, male. <laughs> I, I guess the director can let a male play if there's nobody else available. Oh, yeah, but the, see, the thing that happens there is that they don't qualify for prizes. Of course, yep.
4: right? yeah. Right? So do you want to? Because it's like having a phantom. I mean, they're going to score, and their score will count for everybody that plays them. And we're happy that most people are really, really good at this, and so they try their hardest. But if you're playing an event and you know at the end of the event that it doesn't matter what you do, you can't win, and you won't get any master points, yep. right? You don't qualify for anything. How committed are you to playing the event in the spirit of the tournament? True. Oh yes you can, you can get someone to fill in and we have had this in the past and there are people that are, I mean I don't personally, I don't see how I could play anything other than the fact that I like to do well, so we have a whole group of us that will play our best but somewhere in there is the fact that you're actually not playing for anything you're not competing you're just sitting
3: and playing Okay, quickly, we've got a second question Julie, so we better run through it and it's one we've covered before and it is is Dummy allowed to try to prevent Declarer from playing from the wrong hand?
4: Yes, Dummy is allowed to prevent Declarer from committing an infraction. So if they fail to follow suit, they can say having none partner in New Zealand. So you're allowed to check as to whether partner's revoked. If they have, then they can correct it. If is about to lead from the wrong hand you can say no your hand partner you are allowed to try and prevent partner from doing something wrong if partner turns their card the wrong way at the end of a trick you can say that the card is turned the wrong way so that they can correct that before the play to the next trick occurs
3: if declarer does play from the wrong hand the opponents are allowed to accept it is that that was the second part of the question
4: They are, but really importantly, if you say, and I have this come up frequently, if you're playing against someone and they lead from the wrong hand and you point out they've led from the wrong hand, they don't automatically get to lead from the correct hand. You still have options here. And as with anything at the table, when things go wrong, you should call the director. And I know in some circumstances where we've got players that have been playing for a while playing against inexperienced players they don't like to bother the director because they know what the rules are they will be helpful and tell their opponents what the rules are really what the good players should be doing is sticking their hand in the air and calling the director and say look we'll just get the director to explain it because they know the rules and that might stop a lot of misinformation going around the world
3: so you're saying the world would be a better place if we all listen to directors more. Well, and
4: I think it could be a better place if we made them work harder too, so <laughs> I'm sure a lot of directors listening to me will not be happy about
3: <laughs> Their increased workload. Thank you, Judge Julie. Thank,
2: Thank you. you. Okay, buddy, have a good day. Bye. Yeah, Bye. And to end the show, we're just going to talk about Barry and his improvers classes. We said last week, come along, got some defensive tips. The last time we had eight people show up, guess what the magic number was the last Friday? Eight no.
3: We had eight tables, Marianne. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. People did show up because, I mean, we were sort of at a stage where if people didn't want to come along to them, there's not a lot of point What's in the running point? them. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we ended up with eight tables on Friday night. Yeah, very good. talk about defence. So, Yeah, it was quite a range of players, and it's a little awkward, really. We had some players that had not long come out of classes, and others that were really, you know... Still in
2: classes. Two of mine that were still
3: in classes. Yeah, but there were people there that had been playing for quite a while, so quite advanced players. So it is a little bit difficult when you do that. Hey, at least this time I was able to wander around the room and see what everybody was getting up to.
2: Yeah. It's pretty good. It's nice seeing numbers like that. And so that ends the Bridge Zone show for this week. We shall see you at the tables. Good luck for everybody coming to Hamilton to play in the teams.
3: We've got a couple of events coming at Hamilton, the 5A teams, and we've got the restricted open teams as well being held in Hamilton. I think there's something like 17 teams in the open and about eight in the restricted at this stage, so not too late to enter. Barry will have to say hello to you for me because I'm not playing and I won't
2: be in Hamilton this weekend. But anyway... Have a great bridge week. Well, and aren't we'll... you coming to make the pointlets? No, oh, that's your job. <laughs> okay. Okay, catch you later.
0: Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.